The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm Abby Richmond. And the crew is back together again. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. town. And today we are talking about Trump. Before we get started, as usual, please share this show, listen to this show, subscribe to this show. Tell your friends about this show. Absolutely. If we all tell 10 people, and they tell 10 people, and they tell 10 people, the whole world will know in approximately a day. Make it happen. That's math. Math. All right. As stated previously, we are talking about Donald Trump. This is part of our spooky series. (laughs) And in all honesty, (laughs) at least in my perspective, there's nothing scarier than Donald Trump being the U.S. president. Retweet. Some people are going to be like, why is this on a millennial podcast? I feel like you guys just got together to roast Trump. But to be completely fair, Reuters, the news organization, did a survey and they found that two-thirds of millennials do not support Donald Trump. 66% of our generation doesn't like him. That's a lot. 41% of millennials actually ended up voting for him, though, of those that voted. Hmm. Let's just get our general thoughts out of the way. If those haven't been clear over the last 39 episodes, Abby, how do you feel about our president, Donald Trump? I love Donald J. Trump with all of my whole entire being. Let's backtrack. That was loathe and not love, correct? Correct. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Putting politics aside, I think a president should at least be kind of a stand-up guy. Like, you don't have to agree with him, but he is the first citizen representing your country. So he should at least, or she, be a respectable person. And that's not the case in our current president. And so that really just gets to me because you should be competent enough to know how to handle yourself and anything that is attached to you before you can handle a country. I concur on all accounts. Donald Trump is a hot mess and I'm ashamed that he is the president of the United States. And before you shut this off, Trump supporters listening, if you're like, man, I'm so sick of people talking bad about Trump. We need to support our president. No. No, we don't. This is America. At no point are we forced to support our president. If we have a bad president, we are allowed to say so, and that is what we're going to do on this episode. That's why our government was set up the way it was. Definitely. If you are in a country where you literally are forced to support your president, you are now in a dictatorship. And as far as I know, we still have not reached that point. Yet. What I did for this episode, and this is my constant thought all of the time. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, how did this happen? Why is this happening? So what I did is I got on the internet and I looked and I looked for reasons why people voted for Trump. Because by all measures, and I'm talking experience, attitude, just general behavior, literally anything that would qualify you for the presidency, he lacks. Yeah. So why was he elected? I came up with four common themes. And I think we should address each of these. And I'm going to go in order from easiest to dismiss to I could spend an hour wrecking him for. Number one, and this is the one that makes the most sense to me, I guess. People voted for Donald Trump because 
they feel that he will promote conservative principles in government. Well, that's just because that's what he ran for as a candidate. Right. I guess I would agree that he is advancing conservative principles, but I don't think he's conservative by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think so either. Whatever party he was in is definitely growing, but I don't necessarily think that that's the normal grounds of what a conservative would be. Or a Republican would be. That's why there's almost this other branch of just Trumpian political theory. It's not conservative. It's not Republican. It's almost authoritarian. It's crossing over into that lane. Yeah. If you are a good conservative person, I could see at the end of the day, your choices are Hillary Clinton, known liberal, Donald Trump, someone who says he will push the conservative agenda. I could see voting for Donald Trump. I don't see overlooking all of the other crap, and that's what I don't understand about religious people voting for Trump. Trump is like as anti-religious, anti-good person there is, Yeah. but they still voted for him. I guess that was a hard pill to swallow. They're like, okay, we'll put up with his infidelities and terrible things. Granted, we can have abortion made illegal, or granted, we could have gays no longer allowed to marry. That seemed to be the trade-off there. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is, is that anything he could do to cater to a specific group of people, he tried to put on his platform. And if the two groups overlapped, even better. For sure. He coalesced an interesting group of Americans in order to win the Electoral College. So I could see that argument as far as if we want conservative principles advanced, Donald Trump is the most likely to do that. Hillary Clinton was not. The next most cited reason for voting for Trump I saw was, quote unquote, not Clinton, which I know you won't like, but I think that's 100% fair. Now, would I have voted for Donald Trump? Absolutely not. There are other options, but if it in your mind boils down to either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, Democrats won't admit this, but Hillary Clinton was an incredibly weak candidate. They should have known going into that election. So don't vote for her. That's what they're doing. They're not voting for her, but they went for Trump instead. Voting for the lesser of two evils is still voting for an evil. Preach, girl. I say that all the time. However, some of the blame goes to the Democrats. They should have known that half the country hates the Clintons. They like totally forgot about the 1990s when they were railing against Bill Clinton for having sex with Monica Lewinsky and this whole Clinton thing. They're just like, oh, that didn't happen. (laughs) So they pushed Hillary Clinton up, who is distinguished, and I give her credit for a lot of things, but they seem to have forgotten that literally half the country hates the Clintons, and they thought this was going to work. I just find her really cringy, so I didn't really get on to anything that she was talking about. Sure. From a cringe factor, I concur with that as well. There are reasons why she wasn't a good candidate. That's a bummer. When you're presented two terrible options and how Donald Trump is the best option in 50% of people's mind. That's a problem. But I will give Republican or Trump voters that is there wasn't a whole lot of options that were great. I would say explore third parties, but... That's what I... Yeah, but the whole system skewed against that, and that's an upcoming episode anyway. The next reason that I see, and this one just drives me bonkers because it's gross, is I voted for Donald Trump because he's not politically correct. He's a good old boy. How filthy is that? Isn't that a terrible reason to vote for somebody? Barf! Why is that someone you want in office? Don't you want to put your best foot forward when you're representing yourself? So why would you want a good old boy who speaks his mind and doesn't shy away from liberal snowflakes and all that? Yeah, I don't get that either. I could see him being relatable to somebody from how he talks, but 
all of the people that voted for him based on that seem to have forgotten that he is a wealthy New York real estate developer. Like, are you out of your mind? He's not a worked in a factory all day, got his hands dirty kind of guy. He is a wealthy, privileged individual that has just captivated the minds of Midwestern conservatives, essentially. I don't don't know where they're connecting with him. I just don't understand it because normally... I think that people want to vote for a candidate whom they see a little bit of themselves in, but I don't get what the connection is between that group of people and our president. Some of it is racial resentment, I can tell you that. That's a good point. You get someone up there saying, oh, the Mexicans are bringing their drug dealers and we need to build a wall and get them out of this country. That's music to some people's ears, unfortunately. Some people like that, that a politician finally got up and said something like that. I don't even like that because how else would any of the white people that are saying that be here if we didn't immigrate here? Yeah. So I, I hate that argument that people shouldn't be allowed to come here and we don't want more people here and don't let anyone come here just because they want to. From what I can tell, most Trump voters don't operate on logic and common sense like you're explaining there. You're going to get toasted on for saying that. I don't care. I mean, I will stand by that. They live in hypocrisy. If the left does it, how dare them? But if we do it, it's fine because we're good. That thought is so prevalent. Yeah. And like they'll deny that their party has done something, deny it, deny it, deny it. And then when it a new occurrence of that, whatever it is, happens again, they'll say, oh, well, you guys did this too. So you know what I mean? I don't have a specific example. Uh, You could use the the Kavanaugh hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kavanaugh confirmation, Justice Kavanaugh. The Republicans would not vote on President Obama's last judicial nominee, Merrick Garland. So when the Democrats, who have a minority in the Senate, tried to pull the same thing, the Republicans were like, oh, heavens no, this is so wrong. How dare you do this? When like two years earlier, they were doing this to Obama. It's that kind of hypocrisy that just drives me bonkers. But people that voted for Trump, they eat that up. Yeah. They think that's just fine and dandy. Sticking it to the libs. I was trying to find this on Facebook last night when I was doing some research for this. Uh, This idea of political correctness. One of my friends from high school posted this thing. I believe that a man and a woman are the only true marriage. And I believe that transsexuals should not be real. And I think that there are only two genders. And I think that we need to love our president. I think everybody needs a gun. Like this very hate-filled, just Republican, conservative mantra. And like she's getting called out right and left for this. And she ultimately took it down. I wish I could have it so I could read it. I get the opposition to quote unquote political correctness. I get not having to filter yourself and saying what you really mean. But if it's just spewing hate, why do Trump voters feel emboldened and taken to this route of political rhetoric? Why do they have to sound so nasty and hateful and just darsh on everyone that's not white, Christian, straight? We were on a good foot for a little while. And then as soon as Trump got elected, he like showed the nation that it was okay to act the way he does so it just opened the floodgates for everyone to start just speaking their minds no matter how racially discriminative it is trump is honestly a symptom the fact that he was able to get elected that is saying something about a portion of america if he is the mouthpiece for that portion of america that is an ugly side that has been pretty much forgotten about i keep going back to the 90s 
We were just talking about the Clintons, but I was just watching this documentary about all of the terror in the 90s. And most of the terror, aside from a couple bombings from Pakistani people, were right-wing, hardcore, like Timothy McVeigh blowing up the Oklahoma City building, and the Branch Davidians, David Koresh. All these people were, hate the government, we need to get our guns and start a militia type of thought. And I think... Over the course of the last 20 years, we had forgotten that that portion of America exists, and now it's like rearing its head. Yeah, because it wasn't socially acceptable to act like that, and now that our main, I don't know, head of who we should be looking at is acting like that, so why can't they? Back to the structure of the podcast, though. The fourth (laughs) and most prevalent, and I heard this from family members, I heard this from students, I heard this from everybody, quote, I'm voting for Trump because he is a businessman, and he will run America like a business and bring us back to greatness. That's by far the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. America shouldn't be run like a business because it's not a business. And even if it were, I would not want Donald Trump leading that business. People are so brainwashed. No one does any research. If they would look into Donald Trump's business past, it is literally awful is it no one in their right mind would vote for trump yeah hasn't he gone bankrupt several times multiple times yes and i have this whole page of just stupid things that he has done first off there is a episode of a show on netflix called dirty money and the last episode of this series there's one season so far is all about trump and if you want to watch it and feel very disappointed in the country you should watch that episode because it just eviscerates trump and how terrible of a businessman he is and that's the worst part is if so many people voted for him under that guise of he is a great businessman shouldn't they know yeah they've just been the the wool has been pulled over their eyes it's like the pied piper came to town and just let all of these people under this false pretense and now here we are with a moron leading the country well i don't understand where it came from i didn't hear anything about donald trump at all other than like slight little jokes about him in random tv shows growing up but then all of a sudden like he's running for president he got the presidency and that's the disappointing part young people like yourself and even myself we didn't live through all of this time of donald trump donald trump has been doing this huckster game for a really long time so we're not to blame for this it's the people that lived through this that still voted for him that absolutely boggles my mind first off the falsehood that donald trump promotes saying that he only received a small loan of a million dollars from his father and started his great vast business complete crap look into it he inherited millions upon millions and millions of dollars from his father who was a wealthy real estate investor or real estate developer but the whole idea of coming just from a million totally false also and this is what the show was talking about he would always get involved with the tabloids of new york clearly he lived in new york he'd get involved with them and he would give them information in exchange for them referring to him as a billionaire at no point has he proved that he even is a billionaire he very well might be at this point but he would trade favors with the gossip columnists so that they would refer to him as a billionaire right there tells you he is full of crap Isn't that insane? And most rational people would hear that and be like, my God, I'm not voting for this guy for president. And this is not a I wouldn't secret. even want that guy as like a manager of something. Right. Another thing that's well known is his company's not public. No one knows the record of his finances or who's he involved with in business. That's why he won't release his taxes. There's sketchy stuff in it. We can almost guarantee it. And the fact that he won't disclose any of it. And they don't care. And no one cares. 
And that's why he's all squirrely about Russia. That's why he won't condemn that journalist getting murdered in Turkey by the Saudi Arabian government. Have you heard about all this? He's tied up with Saudi Arabia, but no one knows it because he won't disclose it. And right there, that makes you look guilty of sin, even if he's spotless. The fact that he won't disclose it is really sketchy because what else is he hiding? And the whole country was worried about Hillary being a liar. And then we know that Donald Trump is a liar with actual real life evidence. And they're still like, oh, no, he's a good guy. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. It drives me crazy. And to think if any other politician did any of the stuff he would do, that would be a scandal and that politician would be gone. Yep. I remember in... I think it was 2000, a guy named Howard Dean was running for the Democratic nomination for president. I think this is the right election. I'm in 2004. Either way, Howard Dean gets up there and he's really excited and he's giving a speech. And at the end of his speech, he goes, (laughs) and it ruined his career. He got made fun of so much (laughs) that he lost the bid for the nomination. Donald Trump's out there sleeping around with strippers and porn stars, and Christians are like, he's the one. And making fun of disabled people and, yeah, and being a misogynist. caging kids on the border. Like, where are we right now? Continuing, this disturbed the bejesus out of me. So I think in the 80s or maybe early 90s, Donald Trump had a book written about him, or he worked with someone to write this book called The Art of the Deal, which is widely cited. And in this, Donald Trump says, quote, I play to people's fantasies. I call it truthful hyperbole. It's an innocent form of exaggeration and a very effective form of promotion. Lying is a good way to get people to do what you want. Exactly. Donald Trump is a brand. He is not a businessman. He is not a politician. He is not a good president. He is a brand that he has built through deception, lies, Paying people to call him a billionaire just totaled the seat. A truthful hyperbole. Exactly. Stretching the truth. Is the most effective form of self-promotion. And look what he's done. He has taken this from this like eccentric quote-unquote billionaire who would appear in Home Alone, the movie, or had a TV show to the presidency. He just duped half of the electorate. At first, I thought, you know, maybe this is just going to be a giant joke and he's going to do such a terrible job that they'll realize that he didn't know what he was doing and they'll kick him out and, you know, things will go back to being run by politicians. But no, he's just running the entire country into the ground. Yeah, he's an absolutely terrible politician. Some other things to convince the listener that Donald Trump is a terrible businessman. He had four casino bankruptcies in the early 90s in Atlantic City. He built these giant casinos uh, like the Trump Taj Mahal and all this crap. And they all went bankrupt. And his whole thing was, oh, no one got hurt in it. There are tons of people that will come out and say, yes, I lost a ton of money with Donald Trump in Atlantic City through all these failed casinos. In fact, Trump had to sell his yacht. He had to sell his airline to cover the debt payments on these bankruptcies and these casinos he built. It's just money. It's just money. Just other people's money. Chunk change. That's the thing. As people lived through this, our parents, the previous generation, they saw this on the news. They knew this eccentric, again, quote unquote, billionaire from New York had these bankruptcies and these bad deals. And then now you're using this as justification of your vote for president, of he's going to make good deals and he's a businessman. If people would dig into this before they cast ballots, if they would turn off the news for a moment, actually do some research, I really don't think we We'd be here. I can't fathom how a conservative Trump voter could explain their way out of all of these things. I don't either. I keep trying to think of what to say and I just get more angry and then I can't think of a full sentence because I'm so angry 
about it. Yeah. Just to wrap up the point that he's a terrible businessman, everyone applauds him from owning these great buildings and these hotels all across the world that are these magnificent properties. The crazy thing is he only owns a handful of them. Trump's whole thing, his business is licensing. He will go to some foreign country and he will license his name that they'll put on the hotel. He doesn't own it. And that's the whole thing. There's more than like 300 products that he's been involved with where he licenses names. And you can probably think of some like Trump steaks and Trump wine and all of this crap. He's just a con man. That's all he is. He portrays this idea of great wealth and power. And it's just he's licensing his name. It sounds good. Trump. It literally means to be above something. And people are using this as justification of he gets my vote for president because he's the best. Mm. And then just to cap it all off, Trump had a quote unquote university. Are you aware of Trump University? Yeah, I was going to mention it when you were listing in things that people believe he did. Yes. So this just conned a bunch of people. They would pay $1,000, actually over $1,000 for a three-day course, and they were led to believe that Trump would be there, and the people get there. And guess what? It's a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump. And then during the seminar, they'd be convinced to pay up to $35,000 for mentoring, and that's where they got into big trouble. A, they're not getting mentored by Trump. They're getting mentored by supposed friends of Trump and the people they were trotting out there were just nobodies and it was sketchy as heck. Good old Trump got sued while he was president and had to settle the lawsuit after screwing a ton of people out of a bunch of money. How long did that go on? That Trump University thing? Yeah. It went on for a few years and the lawsuit like I said was just settled probably last year while he was a sitting president. Not to mention he has a ton of lawsuits against him right now ranging from things from like campaign finance violations to there's chances he's in violating the emoluments clause in the constitution about not profiting off the presidency guess what he still owns all his properties and guess who's staying there hurts owns some of his properties the government has to stay there as protection and secret service so he's actually using the government to pay for his own protection and guess where that money goes it goes to the hotel and guess who owns the hotel donald trump all kinds of constitutional violations, but you called it out earlier. No one does anything about it. Love that. People are literally disposable to Trump. It's like they don't even matter. Life is all about him. But he has convinced 50 it's not even 50%. He has convinced most of the electorate that he is a, a good old boy. He is someone just like you, that hardworking coal miner, that hardworking farmer that had a bad seasons now can't afford to feed his family. That's a Trump voter right there. People give reasons for it. And we've talked about him before. Economic anxiety around the time of the election. People were poor. People, I mean, people are still poor. They're not... People are still poor. Exactly. He basically cashed in on that group of people that felt left behind by the Democrats and by the Republicans. So Trump, who's neither by any stretch of the imagination, comes in and he picks those people up. I will make you wealthy. And it kind of makes sense. You yeah. have a wealthy billionaire being like, hey, you want to be like me? I'll fix you up. Come vote for me. But they fell for that. In what world does a wealthy billionaire just show up and say, yeah, I'm going to help you out? That's not how America works. That's why you're poor is because they won't help you out. Yeah. He's a huckster. There's a mythology. The Donald Trump mythology just fooled a ton of people. And the worst part is we're not even past it. There is a high percentage chance that he wins in 2020. Really? Really. 
Unless the Democrats put up oh. a stellar alternative, there's no reason to believe that he won't win again. Yeah, and that's the thing is we can get on the airwaves and we can say all this stuff and try to point out to people why their belief, their Messiah, their faith in Donald Trump is so wrong, but they won't listen to it. I want to switch the names on a list of things that some heinous person has done and ask a Trump supporter to go match names on these lists oh they do that all the time with his quotes they're like who said this donald trump or hitler that's yeah. always a fun game not to say donald trump is hitler i won't go that far but when <laughs> when your quotes are that similar like what what are we doing it just makes me really uncomfortable that that's who we were like you know he'll do all right please lead this country for four years it truly is a perfect storm he to his credit or whoever's credit around him, he tapped into the forgotten man. That was the the phrase that Nixon always used about people in Missouri, people in Kirksville that feel like national politics aren't benefiting yeah. them, aren't connecting with them. He was able to go out there and get them. It just, they were all fooled. What has he done that has impacted your life positively? Yeah, you may be getting a little more money in your paycheck, but have you checked the national debt or the <laughs> deficit lately? It's the biggest it's ever been. Thanks, Trump. When you cut all the taxes on the corporations, you're not taking money in anymore. We're going to be in some huge trouble in the future. And Joe the farmer has an extra $16 in his paycheck. He's like, oh, that Trump's all right with me. He's got my vote in 2020. Ah, we're such short-term thinkers and we don't research and no one knows what's going on. And that's why we're in this mess right now. The worst part is even if a Trump voter has listened their whole way through this, we haven't done anything to change their mind. I learned something in my public speaking class that says that if they already have their minds made up, talking to them about it is pointless and you should move to a different argument. It's true. If you try to convince someone that they're wrong in their belief, it actually emboldens their belief or yeah. that phenomenon happens. That's the scary thing is I'm pretty passionate about dissuading people from Trump, but ultimately I'm probably making them stronger in Trump. What do we do about this, Abby? We start making sure that we do our own research and we don't just listen to the echo chamber that is Facebook and we actually vote and we don't just vote for someone because they aren't someone else. I like that. And you've hit the nail on the head. Vote. If you're hearing this and you're listening to this and you are a voting age and registered, go vote. That is your only voice in this diminishing democracy that we have. That's about all we have left. You're not going to overthrow the government. You're just going to be subject to the government unless you vote. Isn't it too late to register for the next elections here? I believe that deadline has passed. Yeah, but make sure that you get signed up for the next deadline. Got anything else about the old... Trumpelstiltskin. In the first 40 days of his presidency, he told a lie on 20 of those days. Doesn't surprise me. Have you seen that like whole website? About Donald Trump's lies? Uh -huh. I have not been to it, but I'm aware of the phenomenon. Other terrible things about Trump is he golfs incessantly. He has spent an ungodly amount of taxpayer money on his golfing adventures. Oh yeah, didn't he take more vacations than Obama did in the, his entire two terms? Yes, and he bangs porn stars and cheats on his wife. Did you have anything to say about that? Does he ever? No. He's just like, fake news. Fake news. President Trump has made 4,229 false or misleading claims in 558 days. Quite a run there. That's excessive. Yeah. He lies over and over and over again. He's of that school of thought where if you just keep telling that lie. It'll eventually it'll just be, true. be what people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he does. That's terrifying. There's this thing called the Overton window. Do you know about the Overton window? No. 
It's this, I believe, like a psychological term. It's what a society deems as acceptable. Mm. And Trump has shifted that sucker over so oh, far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like three years ago, any number of the things he does in a given day would just be preposterous. Now, it's just a litany of things he's done. And we're just like, okay. It's just another thing he's done. Like, right. I'm not even surprised by it anymore. Yeah, and you, you don't even get mad hardly anymore. You hear some outrageous thing, like he's supporting the Saudi Arabian king after they dismembered that journalist. And you're just like, yep, sounds about right. You could tell me that he drop-kicked a turtle off the White House front porch, and I wouldn't blink an eye. And that's the man that leads the greatest country in the world. All right, my dude, you got a song pick of the week for us? When the Night is Over by Lord Huron. Love. Do you know that one? Yes. Okay, good. My song pick of the week is called America's Son by a band called Air Review. If you want to be indie, check her out. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Go vote. Go vote. Bye, y'all.